And welcome to episode 54 of The Next Report, where we cover Unix and Everlook pop culture. Uh, today, uh, sitting in a nice little quiet room with um, Stephen Tompkins. Hey, everybody. And we're recording off, off the phone using uh, RecForge Lite for Android. Uh, so there's you know no Google Hangouts this week, just just us in the room, just uh, talking about something that kind of prompted in my head, at least. While I was on vacation in Oklahoma, one of the movies I saw was Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> and noticing how all these you know well-known people are you know playing various characters. And of course, people making fun of Vin Diesel for playing Groot. Something about him increasing his acting skills or something like that. I don't know, but um, it was a good movie. I I enjoyed it. Everybody got a good laugh out of it too. But it started getting me wondering. You know, all it's like more and more you have. You know, Marvel Studios, well, owned by Disney now, and and you you have other you know comic book based things hitting the theaters. It's making lots and lots of money, and you know I've you know I noticed in the past couple of years at least there's been you know on the one hand there's this whole hey it's all this stuff is now cool again or at least cool in the eyes of millions. You know, sort of like how professional wrestling for a long time was just kind of like off in the corner and its own kind of realm and everything else, or or some other thing that had a popular following, but, you know, you kind of had to hide in the closet a little bit. <laughs> or you'd at least be made fun of or ostracized. Um, I began asking a question. Is it becoming is this type of stuff becoming too mainstream? If so, if is it necessarily a bad thing, good thing, what? Um, you you've you've been more you've been more of a geek nerd type than I was growing up. Like, what was it like for you growing up? Well, um, in terms of uh, high school and before high school, I know it was it was a problem for me. I was also like the, basically that kid in the corner that didn't want to hang out with anybody. I was always by myself. I mean, nine times out of ten, I had my friends. I had a couple of friends, especially that uh, one in particular I went all the way through uh, grade school to high school with, and he, he was fairly nerdy himself. He's now also a computer science student in the zoo. But uh, it's, it's, it's different because nowadays any kid can grow up and this nerd or geek uh, culture is, is pretty much mainstream. Like it's in every movie, every uh, TV show has something about it. Even, even a TV, uh, TV shows like uh, uh, there was a show that I watched a few years ago that my mom got into. It was uh, Burn Notice. It's got a lot of technical things that go on with it, and um, 
Then there's also like Doctor Who. It's got a big following. I, I'm not a fan of Doctor Who. I've never watched it. Uh, I've heard it's good. I don't know. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's different now than it was because I grew up and I was always afraid of talking about the things that I liked because I thought I was going to get my ass beat. <laughs> because I had in the past. Not for those reasons, but I was bullied. And it's now I, see, I feel like it's 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 different. It's just definitely different because kids now don't have to grow up. I don't think they have to grow up with that worry of being bullied or anything for liking what they want to like, which there shouldn't be a problem with it. And now now with the way I am as an adult, and since I've grown up the way that I am, I really don't care. <laughs> right. I mean, somebody could say something to me and say, hey. I think that's really crappy, or I think what what you like is really weird. But well, look, too bad. Sorry. See you later. <laughs> right. I can move on in a second without it skipping a beat, not even thinking about it. But it, for me, it's taken a long time to get that far. I don't know if that has anything to do with my culture or my background or what I like, but it might, and I think this might have something to do with it too. So, uh, is it too mainstream? I don't know. Probably, I think uh, from the perspective of a lot of other people, it's branched into a lot of other cultures. And, and I saw this in high school a lot, that a lot of, like you always have your groups, like you have the jocks or whatever, all the people that play sports, that's, that's one group. Then you've got all the nerds or the geeks that are another group, and then you got the quiet people that usually read books and stuff like that, who can be a little nerdy or whatever, but kind of bookwormy-ish, bookwormish, right. stuff like that. And then you've got other groups here and here. Like from where I came from, I came from a small town, so you've got country boys that grew up fishing and stuff like that. I mean, in my small school, a lot of those groups kind of mingled together every now and then. You'd have a little bit of everything in some people, like, my background, my dad took me fishing and hunting and stuff when I was younger. I still can go out and go fishing and hunting, and I like it. I don't mind it. It's it's not the thing I love the most, but I do like it. I like being out in nature. But the, the thing I like the most is being able to screw around with my computer and play video games. <laughs> I, I, it's just, it, it hits my creative side, I guess. I wasn't as hardcore as other people growing up. It was due to circumstances I would never really got in touch with things that were really, really cool or anything like that due to circumstances growing up. You know, it was a lot of playing the NES. <laughs> I we, had an Atari growing up, one of the original Ataris. <laughs> well, you, you had me, you got me beat then. Um, apparently, my dad used to tell us stories about how we used to play Frogger and we were more interested in watching the frog die than getting them across the you know body of water. So it was it was hilarious um, <laughs> watching them get flattened by a truck or something. It's just like it doesn't surprise any of us. But it was mainly we had a lot of NES games, and this was you know. Into well into the era of Super Nintendo and 16-bit gaming systems, and we were just among the last people to get anything remotely cool. 
Um, by the time we got our first you know, portable CD player, everybody already had CD players and CDs and everything else. So it was more of playing catch up until around college where at some point I finally was able to get a hold of more modern stuff and everything else, which was both a good and bad thing. <laughs> I can see where you're coming from. Uh, like, as I was telling you earlier, I had mentioned that uh, after we, had, we'll talk about this article here soon, but there's a cracked article that had, uh, I can't remember which topic it was on there, but it was talking about PC gamers and how PC gamers are a lot more prevalent than they used to be. Um, when I was younger, I've talked about this in one of my introduction, introductory uh, podcasts where I talked about the first computer I had, the first PC I had. It was a uh, Packard Bell before it became Hewlett Packard, and they had the merger, but it was a Packard Bell PC with a Pentium MMX processor, 166 megahertz, which is like, the, the PC I'm working with right now on one core, that's uh, a 20th of the speed, to put it into perspective. This, this PC is roughly 20 times faster. Right. Anyway, I used to play... Age of Empires, like, non-stop on that PC up in my room. I would never leave my room for at least five hours. My parents would be wondering, hey, it's time to go to bed. No, I'm still playing Nine, I'm still playing Age of Empires and Age of Empires 2. I just couldn't get away from those. That and a bunch of other city-building games. But and for that time, even then, like, that was roughly, uh, shit, or into the 2000s, early 2000s is when I had that PC, and even then there was better stuff out there. I had that PC up until almost high school. Wow. It's amazing what, how we push things to their potential, right? <laughs> and now we have things that are so, so off the wall powerful, and you're like, um, and I think that's part of the reason why the PC sales have been going down, because now people are like, okay, this has plenty of power, there's nothing pushing this anymore. But, um, digress, um, there, there's a, there's this, you know, the reason, the reason why I figure you're talking about this is because while watching that movie, and, you know, you have Dave Batista who, who plays, you know, Thrax the Destroyer, playing it very well, I think he did a very good job at that. I lo I liked his role. It was a good movie too. It was a very good movie. And it was and one of the things growing up that I did read on occasion was comic books. It was mainly Spider Man, but and and all that. But the the one thing I remember about comic books and everything else is there's all. With any of this type of stuff, there was always this threshold. Once it reached, you know, that threshold and be, and became exploded in popularity, it would become more accepted. And even even then, it was a period of time where comic books were still kind of not as accepted. At least in my mind, but I was in a small town too. I think probably smaller than yours. Didn't. Probably was. I, I think the uh, population of Osceola was roughly 800. I think it's still about that same. I mean, it's, it's grown a little bit, but not by much. Yours is 
Leeton's dropped down. It used to be over 600. Now it's, you know, under 600. It's like 566 or something. So it's, it's, it's times have changed. And, and this isn't to be confused with times that I may have talked about, you know, one, one art, one comic book artist getting frustrated at conventions and, and him being accused of being sexist or anything like that. It goes beyond anything like that. It's just not just one gender or another jumping onto the bandwagon, but a lot of other people or or what's perceived. Hence, hence the article. You're not a nerd. Geeks aren't sexy, and you don't fucking love science. I particularly, I particularly like this article. And I'm I'm not a big fan of Maddox, mostly because he can come off as a very, 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 very abrasive person. But I like how he points out a lot of the problems with this particular Facebook page. Um, I fucking love science. And the the, the thing is... If it, his... his one of his things on Facebook was, if you fucking love science, why don't you do some instead of clicking links on Facebook all day? And and there are a lot of lot of common themes, like a bunch of pictures and stuff. And it's, as he states, the page is comprised mostly of pictures of space, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Pop science junk, worn out memes, Neil deGrasse Tyson, and thinly veiled political agendas. Oh, and Neil deGrasse Tyson. And and the you know goes on and on about it. And and by the way, Pluto is not a planet. I remember when Pluto was considered a planet. Well, it's just like. It, it it's just amazing what happens as time goes on. And the one and the one quote I remember, one thing I remember in the sh in the notes that I, that was put together, I copied pasted something that I thought kind of summed it up, and because I I kind of blogged about it on a personal blog I used to have. Nerds don't have to advertise their status. We know being a nerd is a byproduct of losing yourself in what you do often at the expense of friends, family, and hygiene. Until or unless you've paid your dues, you haven't earned the right or reason to call yourself a nerd. Being a nerd isn't graceful or glorious. It's a life born out of obsessive dedication to a craft, discipline, or collecting some stupid shit that only you care about. But unfortunately for me, I think that applies to me. <laughs> I collect, like, for example, now more or less, uh, I've, I've collected multiple multiple PCs or PC parts and stuff like that and if you guys don't know I'm a computer science student so I I, I love computer science because it applies to my technical side of my mind the uh, the creative side of my mind allows me to get in jump in do some cool things and I've also talked about how I built a custom PC and uh, that 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 was one of the, one of the things that was on the on my personal bucket list of things that I want to do before I die. I didn't think it was going to be that easy. 
find that it's pretty easy. I mean, almost anybody could really build a computer nowadays. Installing in the software and uh, formatting hard drives, maybe not so much. <laughs> right. Hey, I, I just I guess that depends on your perspective. Well, it's I I I still have a collection of some older parts too. Maybe build a classic machine one day. I don't know. <laughs> that brings to mind an article. Uh, I'll keep this brief and short. I know I keep doing this. Oh. But uh, it, there's an article in a magazine that I've subscribed to, uh, Maximum PC Magazine, where they took a shell of an old uh, Commodore 64 and put in a mini ITX board from uh, from Zotac and basically created a, a, another Commodore 64 that was running Linux instead of Commodore's operating system. And it, it of course, had more than 64 kilob uh, kilobytes of RAM. But they took the older machine and re renewed it and turned it into a new machine, reused some of the parts and just put newer hardware in it to, for it to handle uh, modern software. That's pretty neat. Um, I, I was going to initially collect older parts, put them together, and try to break um, the... A record set by some kid also interviewed by that same magazine years ago. This was when XP was just getting to be pretty popular. The guy installed multiple distributions of Linux, multiple copies of Windows, and the, the way he had done it, I realized that he probably could have done it in a much better way but he worked with what he had at the time. It's like, well, if he probably got a, you know, it's like if he had this video card instead of that video card, it would have been compatible with more operating systems. And unlike him, I actually wanted to have legitimate licenses to all of them. So, um, like a lot of the XP that he had was a beta copy. <laughs> So, like, well, I don't know, but but he he did have a full Mac OS running in an emulator, so I think it was Mac OS 8 or something like that. But but those those were part of a things that we were, you know, looking at growing up and everything else and there was there was even something from the guardian um, psfk.com the purple psfk uh, no, yeah and it's a site powered by the guardian newspaper over across the pond And asking, has outsider culture become mainstream? And it goes on to note some frustrations by people, um, particularly a guy from Reddit. And the very same people calling, you know, 
this dude, a geek, and his friends, geeks, growing up, are now wearing these, you know, shirts and everything else, kind of because it's now the end thing. You, you, you see these shirts, I love nerds, with the glasses and everything else. Although I have not seen the pocket protectors. <laughs> I, I, I do think I had some pocket protectors that my dad used to have. Uh, my dad wasn't necessarily a, a nerd from the 70s and 80s when he was out of high school, but he had some pocket protectors, and he had big dorky-ass glasses, <laughs> bigger than the ones I'm wearing right now. Right. Like big, big glasses. I mean, he probably could have fit the bill. <laughs> But, but the article did go through several points, going, you know, what what's considered, you know, what's considered geek culture, you know, noting Buffy the Vampire Slayer how it was all, had successful seven seasons, and everything else, and it's just, and then there's the whole growing up aspect. Um, well, should we really be fantasizing about, you know, you know, playing you know Dungeons and Dragons and other role playing games on pencil, paper, and dice, or or is, or is escapism a healthy part of living? Those sorts of things, which you know, kind of jumping around a little bit. You mentioned the article from Cracked talking about, you know, five things modern kids don't understand about being a nerd. And at the tail end of it, the guy mentioned, the person writing it mentions um, a scene out of Pawn Stars where the where dude selling Star Wars memorabilia to help pay for his wedding. And, and he was told that, you know, it's now time to get rid of childish things and grow up. And and all of that, you know, it's, you know that is rare anymore. For people to get rid of it, uh, for stuff like, for stuff being into stuff oh, like that yeah. to be considered well, childish. Yeah, and, you know you've got responsibilities now. You've got this and that. You got to take yourself seriously. I, I think I probably, ha I feel like I have a problem with that, with that being looked at as childish. Well, maybe that's just my background, but, like, even now, one of the, my, the, I was, I always, I had Legos when I was a kid. Right. So I'm, I grew up to be a slightly technical kid and a little bit creative, a combination of a lot of things, but, um, one, uh, one of the things that I had always wanted since I was younger was a Lego set, a very specific Lego set for the Millennium Falcon from Star Wars. Oh, wow. And it's one of the biggest sets that Lego put out for any of their Lego series that they had. And uh, I can't remember the exact piece count, but it's well over 2,000, 2,500 pieces of Legos to put this thing together. And it's the size of the laptop I have, and the screen size on it is about 15.6. So think of that many Legos... To make a uh, <laughs> a full size Millennium Falcon. Oh, absolutely! That you could actually carry with both hands. 
and maybe even your arms around the place. <laughs> so for you to fly it as a kid or something, it'd be be crazy. It would definitely be the, the dream of saying younger, younger kids uh, what he wants for a toy. I still want it. <laughs> well, oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, do you think that that perception's getting more rare nowadays, or...? The perception of these uh, things and wants being childish? Maybe. I think because of the whole nerd geek thing being more mainstream, yes, that is becoming less and less pre prevalent. Because now people want to hold on to these things. These things have value now. Especially old Star Wars mem memorabilia that had been sold from the, uh, since the launch of the original movie in 1977. My parents remember that movie launching. My parents were just barely into their 20s. Oh, absolutely. Almost into their 30s. So, I mean, they, they, uh, they got to see that, but it's that... Between that and Star Trek, that pretty uh, that might have been the start of what we have now today, with this culture being so widespread and mainstream. I, I personally remember seeing the uh, older Star Trek movies from when I was younger. My dad loved them because uh, they had the ones with uh, William Shatner and uh, that group of actors. Oh, absolutely. And now you have Shatner, you know, people making fun of Shatner and the way he speaks, which is, and then completely exaggerating it to the point where it's just so bad it's good. Um, I, I did notice, I did notice from a um, website called geekcatnip.net, this post is from like 2012, but there's, there's still, there's still part of, things that people are into that they kind of kind of like hide or afraid to you know tell people hey I'm into this stuff because they're afraid they're going to get ostracized criticized and things like that and one of the get to know me things that that this person was working on in their corporate american job they, I'm assuming some sort of office job. She was afraid to say, I, you know, I collect this, I collect that, I, you know. And, because she reflects on her childhood, and I think this may be reflective somewhat of the frustrations that people are now experiencing. Because she was like, She, she was noting how, you know, it wasn't always mainstream. I remember as a kid making a homemade Jedi costume out of a wool poncho and MacGyvering my recorder to attach to my belt like a lightsaber, but when the neighborhood girls came over to play, I shamefully hid any evidence of my galactic adventures. I learned from my peers at an early age to feel embarrassed for liking what wasn't popular and spent most of my life not advertising the fact that I'd rather sit at my PC planning my escape from Phobos than daydreaming about my perfect wedding. And how that, that the things from that childhood come back to haunt people and to a point and they remember. And then all of a sudden everybody else is into it. Like th this person 
seems to be more of don't be ashamed of liking what you like. But then I, I observed over a couple of years from people getting all mad, that dude's sexist. When they, when people were like, oh, I saw the movie, but they forget about the people who brought the comic books to life or the writers and what have you, how they got things like that into existence. I mean, what are your thoughts on this? Well, um, I, I guess part of this article kind of reiterates some of the things I was explaining earlier as, uh, from my childhood about... Uh, as you were explaining, uh, the, the person in this article had to hide after she had made her homemade uh, Jedi costume and she had a, a recorder or whatever as her lightsaber. And I, I, can, I can see where... I can see that and I, I understand. And I, I do personally understand based on my background. Um, and... Uh, I, I, I see a problem with the anger that some of these people have. I, I, don't, I don't think it should be that way. I understand why they have, why they feel the way that they do. Because it, this uh, culture being so mainstream is now causing, like, everybody likes it. It doesn't matter whether you were a, a bully when you were younger and you were bullying one of those kids that right. happened to be a nerd or a geek, or you are the geek who was being bullied on both sides that that same person can be wearing a, a shirt or a, a hat or some memorabilia of that particular culture. And from the perspective of the geek or nerd as myself, I can see why that can cause anger because it's, this, this is what I grew up with. This isn't what you grew up with. And, but at the same time, I see a problem with that. Let, let other people in, and that sort of thing. Let let other yes, people yes, enjoy. Yes, because the, one of the I, I'm not sure if maybe I'm the only one that felt this way, but I felt like it should have been more popular. Like it should have been more widely accepted, because it's 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 not just about uh, being able to watch this freely or anything like that. It's just the producers and the people that made this content want people to see it. It's not supposed. To, it was geared for a specific audience, right? But it's it's not supposed to be just limited to that audience, and that, I I think that's what some of this transition over the last uh, decade or so has been is so much of this is in mainstream, like everybody's probably seen the new Avengers movie or the the series of movies that and oh. events that have led up to it that are are loosely based on the comics, not as much not as much as they probably should be, but that also depends on your opinion. Oh yeah. But it's 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 geared so it's gonna be family friendly and family oriented. And and even even comic books like Spider Man nowadays, they 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 had they've refashioned the storyline the whole Marvel universe, and changed some of it up a little bit. Because what what I what I what I'm seeing you know from mandatory.com ten signs she's not really a nerd, but really that can apply to anybody no matter what gender you are or identify as. Among some of the things are the glasses are fake, which, okay, that doesn't tell the full story because hipsters tend to wear glasses 
with you know either no lenses or just plastic lenses that aren't prescription strength or whatever just for showing signs of irony or whatever not having hobbies just looking like a nerd because nowadays a nerd can wear various clothes that doesn't necessarily define a stereotype they if they're comfortable in it they're going to wear it they're not tech savvy that doesn't tell the full story either they list a bunch of names which i don't recognize all of them i recognize some of them i don't recognize ray tom millinson sean fawnings wozniak i recognize james d watson Francis Crick, Stephen Hawking, I recognize that one. Marissa Meyer, Richard Saul Worman. Farther on, on down the list, I noticed Karl Marx is thrown into the mix. Noam Chomsky. George Takei. <laughs> um, the Ranch Dressing Test, which I didn't... Um, she thinks bullying is a made-up term by cowards. Uh, that's not necessarily... She goes to Comic-Con, which which the, the article from Wired from Pat Oswald kind of illustrates maybe some of the problems of something becoming maybe quote-unquote too mainstream. If something becomes too... The argument being that if something becomes too mainstream, the it's no longer original and then and I can we'll get to that in a moment I can kind of see the point being made she, she there are no books in their bedroom they're not actually smart <laughs> which I don't think you have to be smart to be classified as a nerd or a geek well in in this sense they're they're basically it's like, here's a surefire way to find out if she's really a true nerd or not. Talk to her. Which, or him, or whatever gender you identify as. Ba idea being asking about science, politics, math, geography, music, films, history, pop culture, or even news and current events. Basically, if they're so absorbed in the persona that they don't use their mind to do anything besides create an image, well... And part of that is what's gotten some people irritated with the whole, oh, well, you know, the whole accusation of quote-unquote fake geek girl or guy or whatever. But I don't know. Um, Because, like, you know, you know, think Oswald had a, you know, good point. Either, wait a minute, I'm trying to make sure it was a guy or a girl that wrote this. <laughs> it was, it's something about angry nerd geek culture. Patton Oswalt. Patton Oswalt. I said the name wrong. That's awesome. 
Oh, it was for quoting a fan. I don't even try anymore. They should have a commercialization commercialism con and bring back Comic-Con the way it used to be a fan lamented to CNN back in 2010, some three years before oh, I, before the record-setting event, the way Comic-Con used to be began as a mini-conference back in 1970 that drew only 100 attendees. In August, same year, an official Comic-Con was held, drawing 200 more to the conference. It's too crowded, too commercial, and oh yeah, it sells up before you even know who's going to be there, she added. There's even another one from Wired, How the Nerds Lost Comic-Con. But what are your, I mean, like, again, I think that's just, for the most part, a lot of these articles go back to a lot of the things I've said and just kind of reiterate some of the things I have said. Um, in, the, in the first paragraph of this article, he says he's not a nerd. The guy says he's not a nerd. I used to be one back 30 years ago when nerd meant something. He entered the 80s immersed variously in science fiction, Dungeons and Dragons and Stephen King. I remember seeing, I never read the books, I don't, I don't read books too often, and I didn't read comic books that much. I am a fan of a lot of comic book series because I was introduced especially to Spider-Man from the original game on the original PlayStation uh, from the uh, 90s, maybe early 2000s, uh, and it was very largely based on the comic books that it had a giant encyclopedia built into the game which I read for hours more than playing the game I read, <laughs> I read from that video game instead of actually reading a comic book but um, it's uh, it's just I don't know it's it's complex it's it's hard to say one way or another I still don't like a lot of this anger or trying to say, hey, take back your culture, stuff like this. I mean, it's just, you can see problems with this in other cultures as well, not just the uh, geek, nerd area. Fair enough. It's, it's, I liken it to sort of the one thing that I did when I was growing up. I was kind of lost had very little ambition. Everything my sister was doing, I try to do. Like, she'd take certain classes in high school, and I decided, well, I'll. She took computer programming. I tried to take computer programming, and in her mind, I kept taking away things that she could call her own. And I think some may be feeling that, hey, the thing that was theirs and theirs alone growing up, is now being taken away from them by everybody else. Do you think some of that's coming into play? That might have to be that might actually be a large part of it. And um, uh, being a computer science student, um, uh, and especially with my experience in the last couple of years in my uh, in my department here at UCM, um, a couple of years ago when I started the 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 program, we had only twenty five newcomers, including me as a transfer student. 
This year we have the the entire department. I think the entire department uh, was about sixty or seventy kids when I started, but now we have two hundred plus students in the computer science department alone. My goodness, and more even more so, and that was just an estimate of just mostly new people. Um, for me, it makes me a little nervous because this was my degree of choice. I I changed my uh, major. Uh, a year and a half in at Sedalia when I was going to State Fair Community College because this is something I've always been interested in. And I didn't change my major because of money or because uh, I felt like I, I didn't like what I was learning. It was because I felt like I had a better opportunity going here and it's still something I enjoy just as much. It just happens to be an added benefit that there's a larger average salary <laughs> associated with oh. my degree. Absolutely. It's, I feel a little bit put off, I guess, by the amount of students that are coming in that want to be in computer science. And a lot of them, yes. Uh, another th uh, thing that that Cracked article mentions is that PC gamers are becoming more and more widespread. It's becoming a much larger crowd of people that enjoy to play their video games on a PC. I've been playing video games on a PC since I, since I was in grade school. So, uh, I, I've done that for ever. People now just, it's as soon as they hit high school, oh, let's try this out, and they like it. I mean, yes, it's fun. It is fun. But I can understand. I really do understand why people are being, uh, I guess, threatened. Their way of life is being stolen, I guess. Right. You could look at it like that. So that I can understand why they're getting angry or why they would be angry. And to a point... I guess I maybe I am a little upset about it, but at the same time, like I've mentioned earlier, this is this should be a good thing because now it's more widely accepted. You won't, or kids won't be bullied because of this. No, and kids will still be bullied, but maybe now it won't be as widespread or as uh, big of a problem as it is. I think Patton Oswald had kind of had the best point of all, saying that. The current culture as it is kind of needs to kind of die. And that kind of reminds me of the great video game crash where market got too saturated and it took Nintendo putting out their console in the late 80s before video games started making a comeback. There, there's Part of it's going to kind of crash for a while and burn for a while because of over-market saturation. And lack of originality. That's that's more than anything is what's kind of kind of causing a problem too. And there is some growing pains. I've noticed. Um, there are people who there are unfortunately, and it's not relegated to one gender or another, whatever you identify yourself as, or if you're inside that so-called matrix of genders. Um, there are always going to be people who pretend to be something that they aren't. And you're going to run into them in all walks of life no matter what. And you'll, you'll, when that, when those type of people increase to the point of insanity, that's when you know that a particular market is about to kind of crumble and crash. But the good news is from the ashes rises something new and original. And you're, always. That's what happened with anime 
for quite some time. There was a big crash because people from Japan kept trying to churn it out, churn it out when they saw it getting popular internationally. And then there was a big crash for quite some time. I think it's still kind of ongoing because markets got flooded and now people are like, okay, this is already here. Same with a lot of other genres of comic books being made into movies at some point they're going to have to come out with new type of stuff and not just adaptations. So I think kind of a balancing act's in play. I, I can agree with that. Um, I'd like to go back to your point that you said about the uh, you're always going to come across people who try to pretend to be someone else that they're really not. Right. And uh, I want to reiterate that. And I also want to add that... Um, one thing you need to keep in mind is that those people that you do come across that try to be something that they're not, sooner or later they're going to realize what they're doing. They're going to wake up and they're going to notice that they're not doing something that they truly want to do. They're doing something to attract attention or to oh, yeah. to get get a following and they're causing their own problems. You don't have to worry about that. They, they may be causing minor trouble for you or for a, a specific culture, like in the case of what we've been talking about over the course of this podcast. But overall, it's, it's not going to cause you much trouble. So as, as a point of advice, don't worry about it. <laughs> Everything, in the, long, in the long run, my mom has told me this for years, uh, with time this too shall pass. <laughs> And I think that's a great way of closing this out. Um, any ideas for the next episode? I don't know. Maybe something tech-related. I don't know. I think, I think that's been long overdue. Long overdue, yes. <laughs> I can agree with that. Um, just what we're doing with, with what we have and what you recently acquired. Because I don't think you really talked about your recent acquisition. Oh, I, maybe I haven't. Um, uh, I have some friends of mine that come over and play Minecraft. We play Minecraft like once every week or so. I have a server that I run on my desktop. and uh, My monitor died a while back, but they brought over an old laptop that they got. They didn't have. They weren't using it. They didn't want it. And it's actually relatively new. It's got a second generation Core i5 processor. So it's got plenty of... Uh, power under the hood. Now it's not faster than my custom desktop, but I don't need anything faster than that for school. Um, it is, it's an older Toshiba satellite. It's got actually excellent speakers. So, I mean, uh, I, would, I would give you an example right now, but I'd have to actually bring something up. So, uh, anyway, it's, it's got Harman Kardon speakers, which used to be uh, Toshiba strictly left for like their Cos a Cosmio gaming laptop series or high-end professional grade stuff but this is just a satellite that's meant for uh, multimedia and stuff like that it's not meant for gaming and it's only got integrated graphics but it's it's very interesting I've got it's running Ubuntu 14.04 right now it runs extremely smooth it's down two gigs of RAM from what it had originally because I tried to use that stick to help my fiance's PC which we got rid of so I forgot to get the RAM back but it's still got four gigs of RAM it's got plenty of RAM and plenty of storage it's got a good hard drive in it so it's it's excellent well, i like it 
and I, I need to start doing more with the machines I do have at home myself um, and kind of discuss kind of discuss maybe discuss uh, how um, how one should be grateful for the internet that they do have because <laughs> Charter was down <laughs> over the weekend and I'm like I never thought I'd say this but I'm glad I have CenturyLink but that, and I'll be saying that until it goes down nationwide and I, and I go banging my head against the wall was that you said that was a domain name issue or DNS yeah, issue? Um, it's a, it. What was it? I think it was Sunday. I can't remember exactly. It was it was just before I went to work. It occurred, and I think it was also on my lunch break. But by the time I got home after work, it was back back up and running. But it was it was a, the DNS server was not responding, so it, anytime you're ty t trying to type in like Google or whatever. It wouldn't work because it couldn't figure out what the IP address of Google.com is. So, something to do with the DNS server was wrong. I, I thought it might have been radio interference, which was a problem I've had in the past with Charter. But nope. Charter would, was down everywhere. <laughs> and and somebody, some people tried changing the DNS to Google's public DNS and it worked. I didn't even think about trying that. But I also was in between work and everything else, so I wasn't too concerned. Well, that just about wraps everything else up. Definitely something technology related. Looking, maybe look at some of the latest gadgets that may be coming out. Um, Tizen, as in mobile OS, may be in danger. I've been I've been keeping up with that. I've been interested in that project, and I personally wanted to try it out, but hmm, may not be able to. Um, so entertain yourself, educate yourself, empower yourself, and we will be back next week. See you guys.